You know the vibes. <laughs> yes, you do. You know the vibes. <laughs> you, you know the vibes. <laughs> you know the you vibes. Know the vibes. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. Brought to you by NBA 2K. Another one. Another Always. one. Another episode, another week. We're doing the damn thing. So the reason why BJ is in such a happy mood is over the last 10 games, the Los Angeles Lakers are eight and two. The only the only other team currently eight and two in their last ten games is who? The Boston Celtics. Of course, the Boston Celtics. Um, <laughs> but, but I do have to say, much to my dismay, that Anthony Davis has been playing great basketball. <laughs> who, who, wait a minute, my my my, head, my headphones went out. Who, who Anthony Davis has been playing great basketball. He just had fifty-five points and seventeen rebounds against the extremely tough defender of the Washington Wizards in Kristaps Porzingis. That defensive beast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But, but all jokes aside, regardless of, regardless of who was defending him, he still had 55, which is a great achievement. And he's been playing great basketball over his last few games. You know, he's had, um, he's had some big performances. We've even seen you know, his link-up play, LeBron's come back, and they, they've been on a good little roll, the Lakers. They, they've been mm. on a good little roll. He had 44 in the game before. He had 27 before mm. that, 25 before that, 25 before that, and 37 before that, 30 mm. before that, 38. He's been on a tear, okay? This man has been on a tear, and he's finally been playing like the Andy Davis that everyone speaks about. <laughs> Almost as if he feels like he's in the Disney bubble again, the way that he's been playing. Um, credit to him. Credit to the Lakers. They're turning a season around. Um, you know, on the other hand, you know, the Utah Jazz and Portland Trailblazers are slipping down. Damian Lillard is making his return from injury tonight. But the Lakers look like they're getting their season back on track. And if he can stay healthy, they're going to keep climbing and they might even be a playoff team after all of our jokes. What's really stood out to you? Being no, honest? not not all of our jokes, all of your jokes. <laughs> we finally seen Anthony Davis playing the five position. We know for years yeah. he's wanted to hide from playing center, and he's played power forward, and he's finally playing center now because I think everyone's realized the illusion of him being a stretch big is just an illusion because his shooting from the perimeter is not what people say it is. But he has been dominating on the inside. He can score off the dribble fantastically. He's been great on defense as well. What have you been seeing from the Lakers in this recent run of form, the last 10 games of which they've won eight? Well, the thing that has been very consistent with this team is as the season continues to go on, they've taken on the personality of the coach, mm -hmm. Darbenham. And well, today we will focus in on the offensive output of Anthony Davis, and we'll look at LeBron James, and we'll look at what they're doing. And it is definitely translated in the win-loss column because they are 8-2 over the last 10. However, this team is defending on a very consistent basis. This team, okay, against the Milwaukee Bucks, there was a defining play to me. If what a game. Look back on this what season, a game that was, BJ. Yeah, if you're going to look back on this season, you're going to say, if the Lakers do make the playoffs, we're all going to look back on that Milwaukee game as the mm -hmm. defining moment of who this team is and who they're going to be under the leadership of Darvin Ham. Okay. There was one play where Russell Westbrook dives on the ball. I'll say that again. 
Russell Westbrook dives on the floor to mm-hmm. get a loose ball. He somehow recovers the ball, throws it to LeBron James, who somehow gets it to dunk or pass it to Anthony Davis for the for the for the dunk. That play to me was a defining moment of your season because it wasn't just it was a beautiful play. It was the effort, hustle and energy that we all talk about and what's the difference between winning and losing. That just happened to be a winning play by their best three players on one play. Mm-hmm. And that play right there signifies the following, that this team has bought into what it needs to do, which is to give effort and energy. They've bought into unselfish basketball and they've bought in defensively that if we're going to win, we're going to have to play and we're going to have to play a certain way. So they've taken on his personality. Now it's going out to the floor and now they're beginning to trust one another, not only on the defensive end, on the offensive end and finding a way to win the game. So I want to give their coaching staff credit, give those players credit because they've had some tough losses in there too, Mo. Mm-hmm. You know, they've had some really tough losses, right? One of them being Indiana makes a last second shot and this yep. team makes a last play. I mean, they've had some tough losses, but the thing that's been really consistent is that they've bought in to how they need to play if they're going to be competitive. And it's really allowed them to hang around in games. And then when Anthony Davis has a play like this, let's, let's say it, game let's like say this, it. An MVP caliber runner for oh, no, uh, you know uh, Anthony uh, Anthony Davis played big in the last game. You know when is the last time we've seen Anthony Davis and LeBron James both play well in back to back games? I don't remember the last time they played back to back games together. It feels like an eternity. Yeah, and, and and they've put together two nice wins on the road. I might add, mm-hmm. and, and Russell. You know, he didn't have a big offensive scoring game today. However, his impact on winning and what he's doing coming off the bench, he's anchored that second unit. He's anchored the team now as far as, you know, orchestrating and sharing the basketball and doing those things. And then he scores and attacks the basket. And it always allows them to keep Anthony, not Anthony Davis, LeBron James on the court or Russell Westbrook on the court for 48 minutes. Mm-hmm. at any given time. And then most of the times they finish the game together. So Coach Ham has kind of figured this out. Russell, to me, has done probably one of the most important things that we all have to do as players, which is, you know, play, but more importantly, allow the coaches to coach you. That's the most important thing. So it's been a great, great run for those guys. And. Um- you know what I like is Anthony Davis is second and LeBron is third in the league at field goal attempts at the rim. They said, we know we ain't got shooters. We're just going to go inside and get busy with it. So shout out to those guys. Right. I never thought I'd be saying that. Shout out to those. It's also the first time ever that we've seen Anthony Davis looking like the best player on the Lakers. Because that's how this whole thing was going to be. He'll take over from LeBron. That's the wrongest order. But, you know, it's been 10 games. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I did get a message from a Laker fan who is upset that I always criticize Anthony Davis. And he said to me, Kawhi Leonard is actually street clothes, not Anthony Davis anymore, because Kawhi's basically not played. <laughs> like, we saw him in the season opener. And then how many more games did we see, BJ? Well, he, he hasn't played. And, and, you know, Kawhi Leonard, 
You know, I, I have no idea. I don't know. It's kind of like he doesn't play and and we don't what's what's going on? Like he doesn't play because it just says questionable again. Ankle. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I but it must be something here that we are not aware of. And, you know, it's very unfortunate. And, you know, it's it's just unfortunate because he's such a he's such a great player, terrific player when he plays, but he hasn't played. And uh, it's very unfortunate for you know, the LA Clippers and their franchise right now. The Clippers took a big loss at home against the Sacramento Kings. And in the arena, the Kings fans are chanting, like the bee. How much mm. did you enjoy that? <laughs> you know, that's a pretty cool thing they have going up there in Sacramento. That's a mm -hmm. really cool thing with like the bee. It's a really cool thing. And I don't know if you've seen it, Mo. I'm assuming you've seen it. I think we've talked about it. So yeah, you, yeah, you must have seen it by it now. Yeah, it, it's a pretty cool thing. And you talk about a team that's playing lights out right now, Sacramento. No, they look terrific. Have you seen what's happening in Atlanta between Trey Young and coach Nate McMillan? I I have. I have. I, I read about it. The and... tensions rise between Hawkstar Trey Young and coach Nate McMillan in Atlanta, per sources. That's the headline. Um, Trey Young obviously didn't play the game against Denver. Um, he said, well, on December the 2nd, here's the timeline of it. On December the 2nd, it was reported that a player, unnamed, and Coach McMillan got into a heated argument issue around. Later that day, Trey Young was suddenly listed as questionable for the game with shoulder soreness. At the game, Trey Young is not in the building, but he shows support on Twitter. December the 4th, Nate is asked about Trey's absence and same says that it was simply a miscommunication and does not expand on that. So what's going on there? Because you don't really want to have your franchise superstar and your head coach clashing heads and your superstar not turning up for games. So what's really going on with that? Well, it, 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 this or these types of situations never end well. They they don't. If what is being reported is true. Because we both know that when you clash with your star player, you know, you more, more or less are going to force the organization to choose a side. And you're going to force the rest of the team to choose a side. And it's very rare that they choose the size of the coach. <laughs> it's yeah. very rare. The coach ain't got the it's, Supermax contract. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's very rare. Okay. Now, you know, the thing that has been boiling down there for the last couple of years now is they've underachieved. Mm -hmm. This is a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals just, what, two years ago? Yeah. Whether... But saying Eastern they, Conference they, Finals, they, they got it, there. It makes they it sound better there. than it was. Come on. Okay. But the fact remains they got there. And with that, now becomes the expectations. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a fact. Now, when you get to the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, he's ice tray. Mm when he doesn't get to the Eastern Conference Final, then what, what's the record now? Like 13 and 10 or something like that? Or I don't Atlanta know what the record is. They're, they're, yeah, they're currently yeah, they're sitting at, um, they're 13 and 10 at fourth in the Eastern okay. Conference. Okay. They're, they're hovering right over 500. They should be better. Now, suddenly, after just trading for an all star player, DeJounte Murray, in the offseason. That's my point. I think we have them. Their expectations are higher than probably what they really are. They have an, they have two all-star players. You have, 
you know, the Collins kid who's hovering around an all-star. You have, you, you, you know, they have shot blockers back there. They, you know, they have all of the pieces where something is not right. And I think now Trey Young in particular is feeling that pressure. Yeah. I just think that's what it is. He's the face you know, of the franchise. He's the face of the franchise. Now, when things go well, you, you should get all the praise. But when things go bad, you know, you got to accept, you got to step up and accept that responsibility. Okay. That's how this game works, Mo. That's how this game works. So right now, I, I think they are, when I say they, I think the coaching staff is looking for the players to take responsibility of the team. That's the first sign of a good team. That's the first sign of a great player. I'm going to accept the responsibility of this group, good, bad, or indifferent. Trey Young is paid like a superstar. Trey Young has performed throughout, you know, the last two years. He certainly put up big numbers like a superstar. And now the next step is to accept the responsibility. Right now, things aren't going terrific there, down there in yeah. Atlanta. And this is what happens. So we'll see how it plays out. But if you're asking me right now, I'm hoping because I I, I like I like Coach McMillan. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Coach McMillan, McMillan. And I'm hoping they can figure it out how to figure this stuff out. But they never seem to end well. Well, Trey didn't really have the best relationship with Lloyd Pierce, who was, of course, fired in 2021. And then Nate McMillan came to step in as the coach. And now he's not having the best relationship with Nate McMillan over here. And apparently the, the players have had multiple, um, the team has had multiple team meetings earlier this season to resolve various conflicts amongst the group. So it doesn't bode well going into the season, especially when you are around 500 and it comes towards the trade deadline and they realize well, actually, our roster's pretty good. We can't make that many trades to upgrade. So what else can we change right. to make an improvement here? And fortunately, in this, in not just in basketball, in most sports, the coach is just the easy person to replace to see if that makes any yeah. difference. I mean, they just made like a year ago, didn't they have like their 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 if I remember correctly, their GM kind of went on radio. Said, yeah, and and kind of went, you know, like saying he's gonna make some trades and things are gonna change down there. So Something is going on down there. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that can right the ship, if you will, is the players to take responsibility or take ownership of what's going on. And that, to me, is what's lacking right now. They have nice talent. Okay, this, this they have nice talent. They have an all-star caliber backcourt. Clint Capella, shot blocker. The Collins kid plays vertical basketball athlete. You know, they have, Hello. you know, shooters and, and all of these things. But something doesn't seem right to me down there. And I don't think it's Nate McMillan, okay, mm -hmm. from what I can see. Well, Trey I don't Young, see Trey Young has just tweeted, as ironically, as we speak about this, he's tweeted, waking up to public statements about my private life, which is a Drake lyric from the song Do Not Disturb. Um, so he apparently thinks that everyone's lying. Um, I guess that's his weird indirect way of denying that there's an issue but there can't be this many reports and this many issues going on and it not be true well you know listen i i, I don't know it, it, again it's speculation i just i i do know this when i look at the roster they have a really good team mm -hmm. okay and 
fair or unfair, I expect the scene to be better. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Fair or unfair. Either I, along with everyone else, have miscalculated how good they really are. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that could be the case. That could be the case. Mm-hmm. Or they're underperforming because their leader or leaders aren't taking ownership of the group. Mm-hmm. That, that, well, that, that's either way. Either way, it doesn't sit well. And if it continues this way, it, there's going to be change. Okay. There's going to be change down there. Speaking of taking ownership, the news this week broke that Floyd Mayweather wants to purchase an NBA team. That's old news. We already knew that. He says he offered a franchise $2 billion. It doesn't say which franchise, but I'm assuming it's the Phoenix Suns who are up for sale. Um, but he has said, the retired boxer, that he has been working on buying an NBA team outright along with business partner okay. Brent Johnson. What do you think about that? Do you think that that's something that we're likely to see happen? You know, listen, when you, you know, as crazy as this sounds, what I'm about to say, but I know it's, this is where we're at. $2 billion is not going to get it done for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not going to get it done. Well, the Brooklyn that sold for 235 2.35 billion dollars to Joe Sai. Okay. Obviously, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. Okay. Okay. So, well, a while, what is that? Two, three, four years ago? All right. Yeah. When that sold. Yeah. Okay. That franchise now is probably worth four billion, four and a half billion now. Yeah. Well, that's how got, this works. They got dusted again by the Celtics tonight, which was fantastic. Yeah. So two billion is a lot. Hey, don't get me wrong. Those are big numbers. However, the evaluations of these franchises continue to climb and whoever gets the, whoever gets the Phoenix suns, they're going to play North of 4 billion. I'm yeah. going to say that again. They're going to pay North of 4 billion. So what does that make the Lakers worth? Or what does that make the Knicks worth? What does that make the Celtics worth? The Bulls. Priceless. So 2 billion. Now you're talking, you know, I, I, I I'm just talking, I don't know any of this. But I'm pretty sure you can't get the Charlotte Hornets now for $2 billion. Yeah. Okay. So while, that sound, while those numbers are astronomical and out of this world, the reality, main, the, the, the fact remains that these teams now are well north of $2 billion, And that, that's not going to get it done in today's market. Do you think you could partner up with someone? You know, if he puts in two and someone else puts in two. I have no idea. You know, I mean, things like that, you know. If I had two billion disposable, I would 100% call Floyd Mayweather and say, let's do it. But unfortunately, we need you to subscribe to the show. It it takes so much more. You're you're saying just buy a team, Mm -hmm. right? There's so much that's needed to own a team and manage a team and all of those things. They sound, that sounds good. But now that I've, been in this league and worked and do all and and done that. Been there, done that. All right, you buy you, you buy something. You got to run it though. Mm-hmm. You have to run it. You have to market it. You have to build it. You, I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of it, it's. It's one thing to just say I'm going to buy a team, but it's another thing when you actually have to go and run it and do all of the things that entails ownership. So, sounds good. There are a lot of people. Not a lot, but. There are a number of people <laughs> who would have the capital to buy a team. That's yeah. nothing new. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I, you know, at my age, I'm not impressed with that. 
do you have the money to withstand the loss, the operating cost and the loss of operating a team? Mm-hmm. Okay, because believe it or not, you know, you know, sometimes things happen in life, right? Just because you buy something doesn't mean it's going to work out. <laughs> okay. Yep. You know, just because you make an investment doesn't mean you're going to get, you know, 15 times return like we all like to believe will be making an investment. Okay. Sometimes those investments go belly up, Mo. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't work. And it takes a lot to own a franchise. It takes a lot to get in that world. And so we'll see. I, I I think, you know what, if, if, you know, whoever has the money to do it, good for them. However, you know, I've been around long enough to see, I've seen a lot of people who've gotten into that business and gotten out of that business because it wasn't everything they thought it was. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It is tough. Oh, to get NBA team. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Yes. Um, yes. But is there anything else from around the league that you've caught your eye this weekend? Because it feels like every time I call you, you're watching the Detroit Pistons. Um, how how are things yeah, over there? I, I just I I just watch I just I watch, well you know that's that's my team. Just like the Celtics are. Every time I call you, you're watching the Celtics. So yeah. you know I I watch my team. I, you know I watch my team. I watch all of the teams. Um, Who's your eye? Because for me. Uh, well, I, I, I'm gonna get. I, look, I'm gonna give the Lakers. They've caught my eye this week. In the Lakers, Anthony Davis, have caught my eye, and the Pelicans you know, as well. Yeah, the, the Pelicans, but the Lakers in particular really stepped up. That would make for an epic playoff series. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna say Anthony. Anthony Davis has has really, really stepped up to the plate. I'm gonna tell you something else too. You know, I wasn't convinced, even after the sweep of the Celtics over the the Brooklyn the Nets, Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. that they had the Brooklyn's number. Mm-hmm. Today, I'm convinced. Jalen Brown <laughs> just turned up with 20 <laughs> points in the first quarter. Okay. Today, I'm convinced mm-hmm. that the Celtics have Brooklyn's number. Now, okay, I'm convinced. And I'm also convinced now that Jason Tatum is official. When I, well, it's, it's been here for a long time, but I think he, you know, he put his seal on it. He's he's in that category of superstar now. Would you he's, say he's in that right now, not overall, but right now, he's better than Kevin Durant? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm not going to compare because I think I know where you're going. Because I am. Okay. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I don't like to compare. But I, I'm going to say this: Jason Tatum is playing at, a, at a, an elite level right now, where it's rarefied air where he's at now. He's a he's a he's a super superstar. Okay, you can't tell me there are two other players right now in the in the entire NBA that's playing at a higher level than him. I'm going to say that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to compare. Sometimes players get to a space where they're just in an elite category, he's in that space right now. Mm-hmm. The game is really slow for him. He's the game is slowing down for him. He's playing impactful basketball, if you will. And to his credit, you no, know, because you don't see it often anymore. He adds a little something to his game every year. Mm-hmm. 
And I love when a superstar takes on his matchup. And he mm-hmm. takes on his matchup now. He plays against Kevin Durant. He then he then all that switching stuff and all of that. And I know that's what guys do. And uh, mm-hmm. but no, Jason Tatum is taking on his matchup now. Oh. I, I can't say anything else about the kid. He's he he's a star. I'm not asking any more questions about I, I wanna, who's this, who's I that. I want to talk about one thing. You sent me something that really made me laugh this weekend, BJ. Which is what I said there. The Miami Heat are aggressively pursuing Grant Williams in a trade or something. Oh, I love you know what you know, these I, I, guys I, that made me laugh. have nothing I, I to talk it. about in the media. Uh, Please, somebody show me a, a draft package that Miami can send to Boston that well, Brad Stevens wouldn't uh, laugh at. Just you know, show you know, me here, any combination the, of Miami players. Here, here, here's the thing happening. that made, here's the thing that made me laugh. Here's the thing that makes me laugh is there's no way possible, we all know this, that the Boston Celtics are going to lose Grant Williams. He's a restricted free agent in the summer, right? Exactly. Okay. So anyone pays him. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So this, I think, my personal reading of this is his agent putting these rumors out there that every team wants Grant Williams. Because because think about the think about the coincidental timing of Al Horford. Well, I'm not thinking about anything. Al Horford signs his extension. I'm trying to get out of this segment. I'll try to get out of this segment. I'll do the segment myself. Al Horford signs his extension. And two days later, Grant Williams, who plays the same position as Al Horford, is suddenly being aggressively pursued by the Miami Heat. I'm just saying, think about it, guys. What a coincidence. Hey, hey, Hmm. Don't you find that suspicious? <laughs> That's what you I'm going to say. And the Celtics yeah, announced signing Al Horford a two-year deal um, so that he doesn't congrats, go and destroy congrats. Congrats to, to Uncle Al. Congrats so he, to Uncle Al. He doesn't do what he did last time. Go and get a big bag from the Sixers for a year and then come right back to Boston. Go back. That might be one of the best finesses I've seen in the NBA. Went to Philly, spent a year there, got paid a big contract. Uh, Brad, yeah, get me back in town. Stopped off in OKC, rehab for a year, back in Boston. So now they've locked him up. I think it's a two-year, 20 million deal. It will take him up to right. being the age of 39. Um, so it's good, but also him taking that lesser salary than what he's currently on does free up more space and this summer the only contract issue the Celtics will have to deal with I believe will be that Grant Williams situation and hopefully they can match that because he's really impressed me this season Mm -hmm. on both ends of the floor he's uh he's really impressed me so we're gonna keep it rolling we're back for another week of the Hoop Genius podcast uh you guys let us know what you want to hear another one jump in the discord the link's in the description hey Mo can I say something can I say something go ahead you know the vibes. <laughs> I need this Angie Davis could run a form to come to an end soon because I don't want to have BJ laughing down the phone every day. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for my Laker friends who have been suffering all season long. Yes, finally, they, have, they finally, I want to congratulate them. They finally have a better record just by half a game in the OKC Thunder who are tanking and have Chet Holmgren now injured. Congratulations, Laker fans. May the good times continue for you all. And until then, make sure you guys subscribe to the show. Make sure you leave a review and a rating and all that good stuff because we'll be back tomorrow with more NBA action. Don't go anywhere. Get buckets.